imagination for a moment and uh, imagine that you have arrived at work and your boss has sent everyone, all employees, an urgent memo. The memo consists of about nine sentences, a couple paragraphs or whatever, and it contains information about something that needs to be accomplished that day without fail. In fact, uh, it's one thing specifically that he keeps harping on, and 12 times in those two paragraphs, he says, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. Um, so, question, would you not consider his objective to be important? I mean, if two, in two paragraphs, he tells you 12 times that uh, you need to, this needs to be done today. Um, I would say it needs to be done uh, today. Um, another question. Would it uh, possibly mean that you put aside other work to accomplish what he has stated is so vital? Absolutely. Um, would that memo have any bearing on your work that day? Do, do, you, do you think, this is a pretty dumb question, but do you believe this goal would be worth making sacrifices to accomplish? Okay, if not, you need a new job, right? <laughs> I mean, really, seriously. And, by the way, you'll be looking for a new job if your boss observes your attitude like that, if you don't really care all that much about what he has said. Because if he clearly states something 12 times in two paragraphs and says this is what we need to get done, it's important. Um, David wrote a song that consists of nine sentences. And in those nine sentences, he tells us 12 times that something is very important. Does anyone have any idea what that might possibly be? Praise ye the Lord. Psalm 148 is our psalm, and it's going to encourage us to universal praise. Yes, I do have my hands here if you want to get them out. And when I say universal praise, I'm talking about the whole universe being involved in praise. <laughs> universal praise. Um, God wants this to be our goal, our objective, if you would, our mandate. Praise the Lord. This song, 12 times in different ways, not always the same way, not always the same wording, encourages this matter of praise. Sometimes, actually, specific things are being told to praise or people are being told to praise. At other times, it's just uh, the bold statement, Hallelujah! Praise ye the Lord. In fact, look at, if you would, at our psalm, and we'll read these 14 verses, which again is... <laughs> Is consists of nine sentences. I, I went and counted them because I wanted to know uh, how many sentences uh, he took to share these 12 times as matter of praise. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise ye him, all his angels. Praise ye him, all his hosts. Praise ye him, sun and moon. Praise him, all ye stars of light. Praise him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he commanded, and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. Praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps. 
fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, old men and children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for his name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. He also exalted the horn of his people, the praise of all his saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto him. Praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. That is the message God gives to us in this passage. And there's good reason to do so. Now, Psalm 148, quite honestly, doesn't need a lot of in-depth explanation because Quite frankly, it is just a call to praise, and it's a repeated call to praise. Uh, so we really are not going to spend weeks and weeks on this. You don't believe me, do you? We're not. We may spend, we, well, I don't know if we'll get done in 10 minutes, but uh, we are going to move through this psalm because there isn't a lot to explain. It more is uh, just an expression of this is what God expects. And then uh, a call for all sorts of individuals and things, inanimate objects, that we would call them. And they are all called upon to be involved in this important task of praising God. So walk with me through the psalm and let's see a number of things. The practice of praise. The practice of praise. It is a repeated instruction. I just told you how many times the text gives us this instruction to praise the Lord. You can't miss it. You know, it's a, it's kind of like, I know, you've told your kids, clean your room. And you told them, clean your room. And told them, clean your room. And told them, clean their room. Which, by the way, you should have corrected over if you had to tell them that many times. But you've done something before where you told your kids something. And then they came back to you about five minutes later. And they said, what did you tell me to do? All right, you've been there, right? Yeah, you, you've experienced that at some time. Or, or ladies, you told your husband that something needed to be done. And, and he was like know, reading the paper. He was, he was, uh, he was on his phone <laughs> doing something or whatever. He didn't hear what you had to say. So he's like, well, what did you tell me to do? Or you, you send him to the store. Or, do you need to write this down? I need, I need two things because I need to get this recipe, uh, all the, the items for this recipe uh, and I need to get it done, so go get this. And he'll say, yeah, sure, I don't need to write it down. And so so he calls you from the store. What, what was that you told me you need to get? Now, that never happens, right? Never, ever happens. Because sometimes people just don't listen. But you got to get the message of praising the Lord in the psalm because over and over, you can't miss it. And, um, and if you needed to hear it 12 times, then 12 times you do in Psalm 148 to remind you that this is a task. It's a repeated instruction. It's a required instruction. Do you realize that when he says this, he doesn't say, well, you know, if you feel like it, if you've had a good day, if things are going well for you, if there's a lot of blessings you can count. In fact, in this Psalm, he doesn't even say that. He just says, praise ye the Lord. Uh, praise ye the Lord. Praise him, praise ye him, praise ye him, praise ye him, praise him, praise him. Uh, let them praise the name of the Lord. I mean, that's in the first five verses. You, you got to get them the message. It's a required instruction. 
Now, do you remember what praise means? Help me out. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, that actually is the word. Uh, hallel. All right. But do you remember what the word itself, praise, means? Well, it does involve exalting. Oh, I feel so bad because we've talked about this. It hasn't sunk in yet. <laughs> How many times do I have to tell you? Twelve? Okay. It means to to shine, to make someone shine. It, it, it also carries the idea to boast. Uh, sometimes it, it can mean to rave about something. There are a number of different expressions given to describe this word, but all of them carry the idea of making someone, lifting someone up, exalting someone, I think would be fair, to be clear, to shine, to make a show, to boast, to rave, and by the way, even to celebrate. Um, a few thoughts then, if that's the definition. First is God is worthy of any boasting you might do about him. You know, there's a lot of people that, that folks boast about that aren't worth it. I don't mean that to be unkind, but it's just true. You know, some some basketball player or some football player, you know, these people talk about being the, the greatest in the world. And, and you know, uh, you look at their lives, you look at everything else and say, well, why is anyone boasting about that guy or that lady or their accomplishments? What have they done? But when we talk about boasting about God, he's certainly worthy. In fact, we could never boast enough about what he's done and who he is. In fact, that's been the whole focus, I think, in, in the Psalms we've seen already, and we will to the end of this book. Uh, so God is worthy. Uh, he, is certainly a re he is certainly reason to celebrate, someone to make shine before others. So the question then would be, have you been doing this? It is a command. It is a definite command in this chapter. So have you been doing this? Second thing I, I, I thought of, to do this, you got, you've got to take time to ponder praiseworthy attributes or actions of the one to be praised. And, um, and have you done that? Another good question. Another thing that I thought, a third thing, and I know it's not in your outline, you're not in your notes. I messed up my wife on Sunday. I guess I've been doing a bad thing with my uh, outlines here, but uh, she didn't get some of the points. If my wife doesn't get the points, then I didn't make the points. I can tell you that because she's good at this. But anyway, the third thing I wrote down is accomplishing this successfully requires that we be moved by the deeds or attributes of the one being praised. If we're going to do it right, look, anyone can give empty words of praise. You've heard that before, haven't you? Hey, sir, some guy to get up and speak, talk about it, the next speaker to come, and he just gives this glowing report. But you know the guy doesn't believe any of it, or, you know, it, it, he's just kind of half-hearted about it because that was his job, it was his responsibility to, to introduce the speaker or whatever. But uh, if you're going to do this properly, you, you uh, need to ponder um, what he's done, and then um, you need to be moved by that. This psalm, the psalmist is clearly moved by the fact that God deserves praise, and he tells us 12 times. And he tells us it powerfully. 
Um, then the, the fourth thought under this required instruction is how you say it is almost as important as what you say. Uh, and, and this probably goes along with that last point, but your praise needs to be convincing. If you tried out a restaurant and someone asked you, you know, what would you think of the restaurant? You said, oh, it was, it was great. That, that would, well, maybe for you, that would be high words of praise, you know. But do you think that they'd be moved to try it themselves? If you said, oh, this is great. But if you said, man, was it great! Big difference in how it's said, right? Um, I just want to encourage you. These have been just kind of going through my mind as I've been contemplating this 12 times him telling us to praise the Lord. Um, that uh, how do we do it? Do we do it? Have we thought about what we're saying? When we sing the songs of the faith, do we think about what is being said? And do we honor and praise God and lift him up in the songs? And do we do it? Um, properly showing that we are convinced that he is the greatest one who has ever, ever uh, existed in all of time. Uh, consider the places of praise. In verse 1, we're told we're to, one, one place, where is that? You're writing down something, but I, oh, because the place is a praise. Okay, so where's first? Okay, in the heavens, above the earth. From the heavens, by the way, it says, and in the heights, wherever you find yourself. I mean, if, if you got in a spaceship, <laughs> you were traveling to, into outer space. Wherever any created being may be, praise should be given because God's sphere of influence and greatness is felt everywhere. I was trying to think how to explain that, and so uh, here's what came to mind. It sounds rather crazy, but who is the sheriff of Williamson County? For shame. You don't know the sheriff of Williamson County. That's all right. I had to look it up anyway. Uh, Dusty Roads. There you go. Now you know the sheriff. Uh, I'm serious. I'm not kidding. His name is Dusty Rhodes. That's R-H-O-A-D-E-S, all right? Not Dusty Rhodes. <laughs> that would be a great name for a sheriff, wouldn't it? Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Anyway, uh, he serves in that capacity. Now, if I were to tell you to show him some respect because he holds an important position, I'd be correct to ask you to do that because we're in Williamson County, and and he has the right and the authority, and, and he, has, he has a position worthy of respect. Now, uh, if we were to go in surrounding counties and say the same, people should at least somewhat have respect for him. If I went to Kentucky and I said, show some respect for Dusty Rhodes, they'd say, Dusty who? And they might just because he's a sheriff and because in the United States they would kind of have a concept and idea of the fact that he is an authority, maybe they would show some respect. If I went to Russia and I said, you ought to have respect for Dusty Rhodes, they'd say, They wouldn't understand what I was saying anyway. But if I got a translator and he told them that Dusty Rhodes is a sheriff in Williamson County, Tennessee, they'd say, where? 
Who? What? Big deal. Because his sphere of influence isn't felt there. When the psalmist calls upon us to praise, he actually is going to tell us everywhere, above the earth, on the earth, below the earth, everywhere, God is worthy of praise. You know why? Because his sphere of influence is felt everywhere. Because there's not a place where God isn't impacting right now, this very moment. There's not a place in the entire universe God is not touching. And if God stopped working, wherever we went in the universe, it would no longer cease to exist. So then, he is worthy of praise above the earth. And then verse 7 tells us, below the earth, praise ye the Lord from the earth, ye dragons and all deeps, the depths of the ocean, below the earth. On the earth, verse 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, and 12 tell us that on the earth, God is to be praised. All animals, people are to praise the Lord, and even the elements. Creation itself is to actively give praise to God. By the way, the, the Bible tells us that all creation today groans because it's waiting for the redemption that God is going to bring someday, and it's all affected by the curse of sin. But... Um, and but the Bible does indicate, I don't know how, that inanimate can indeed and do indeed praise God. How is it? I don't know. But Jesus Christ himself said, if the people wouldn't praise him, what would happen? The rocks would cry out. Um, maybe there's some things we really don't know about our world and we can't explain. Um, but I'll tell you, um, wherever you may be, if you could go into the deepest ocean. By the way, do you know that we haven't even discovered what's in the deepest ocean? We have no idea what's in the outer, the outer reaches of space. Uh, but in all those places where we haven't been down to the greatest depths, we haven't been to the farthest place, God is influencing and touching all those places right now, this very moment. And there are creatures in those places and beings in those places, and all of them are called upon to give praise to God. So we're told the places of praise. We're told the participants of praise, the participants of praise. Verses 1 and 2, his beings. Angels, the mighty hosts, which, by the way, he is the Lord of hosts. You know that? That's an interesting statement. We, we're not going to delve into it much. But he says, um, uh, praise ye the Lord, praise ye the Lord from the heavens, praise him in the heights, praise him, all ye his angels, praise ye him, all his hosts. The Lord has mighty armies. How many? Don't know. Not worried about it. But great hosts that do his bidding completely. Um, and they are, his beings are to praise him. His creation is to praise him. Verses 3 to 9. Inanimate objects, the sun, the moon, the stars, ought praise God because he made them. He maintains them. The other creations of God, fire, hail, storms, should also sing the praises of God. For they're made and sent out by him. 
his creation, his beings, his creation, his creatures, the animal kingdom, human beings. By the way, from the greatest to the least, he starts with kings, verse 11, kings of the earth, people, princes, judges, young men, maidens, old men, and children. Doesn't matter who you are. Doesn't matter your age. Doesn't matter your social standing. Doesn't matter who you are. You should praise God because you are made by God and you have the position you have by God. You're held together by God. And the God you serve is the great God of heaven and earth. His creatures. Cre creatures, excuse me. The points of praise. The points of praise. And we are going to pick up on that the next time we have opportunity. But in these 14 verses, he gives us some reasons and we've looked I know at a number of lists so we won't spend a lot of time as I've said but uh, I'd encourage you to read through the psalm and look for the different points that he makes uh, the reasons why God should be praised praise ye the Lord I'm not going to say it 12 times but I already did because we read through the psalm and may you be involved in that along with everyone else in this room and everything in this universe because he is worthy of universal praise. Father, thank you for being so